0: A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. A new phrase that's popular among millennials. Okay, Boomer. I'll tell you about its popularity and impact, and our millennial panel. We'll weigh in after 10.15, plus we'll do a Facebook Live after 10.15 with that panel. But first, time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with passion at 514-800. course, you can always email me your questions to laurie at drlori.com. I just want to respond to a couple of texts. On Friday night, I shared a story about a young woman, a millennial actually, who has chosen to live her life as a 50s housewife. She had a really uh, important job and she decided to give it all up to devote her life to her husband. She has no kids, but she wanted to be a stay at home, take care of my husband kind of uh, wife. So I was just sharing that story about this particular woman. And I got a couple of texts came in. Uh, Hey, my mom did all those things for my dad throughout the 80s and 90s, but guess what? She was treated like a goddess and still is treated like a goddess. So that's great when there's appreciation for that and not expectation, right? I actually saw a documentary on such people who enjoy basically dressing, decorating their homes, and practicing very traditional values of the 50s. Seems there's quite a following, actually. It was the first I'd heard of it when I read that article, but there you go, a whole documentary on it. And that's what this woman was saying, that she lives her life as a 50s woman, decorating her home, listening to 50s music, no... Social media, no internet, no, not even any, really any, uh, any television, like really going back to, uh, to that kind of living. Uh, and then another text that says, every woman has the choice to work, be a stay at home mom, or just be a fifties woman. When life was far more simple and the words family, wife, and husband actually meant something. I hope her husband appreciates her sacrifice. Few women today would even Consider. I don't know many women who would consider that. I, of course, making the choice to stay at home and raise a family is one thing. I have absolutely no problem with that. It would. It's great if one parent, but I don't care if it's the male or the the, the female or the two males or one male or whatever it is who that somebody takes care of of the children. That's not an issue. But this woman didn't have kids. Like this was, she was going to dedicate her life to making her husband's life. Uh, easy and and simple so I, I personally have a problem with that I, I did not raise my daughters in that way I raised them to be very independent and not to rely on and not you know to have uh, their own their own identity and their own life and they're not on this earth to uh, so that they can you know uh, serve uh, a mate and having a husband isn't the most important thing so Anyway, that's that's where I stand. So it was interesting to see some of uh, some of these texts. I listen to your show a lot. Uh, is there a clinic where I can go to be examined to find out why I have pain on penetration? I would like to find out why this is happening and to find out what I can do about it. Any information that you can give would be appreciated. So. Um, Okay, there is actually, if you go to the, there's a a sexuality clinic at the Allen Memorial Hospital or through the Royal Victoria Hospital, and they have uh, people on their staff who specialize in pain, in, in sexual pain, and who actually are working on studies in sexual pain. So they are doctoral students there in psychology, uh, are are working on this. So it, that might be a really, uh, really good place to start. Another good place to start is your own gynecologist, at least to have an initial assessment as to, uh, what is going on? So uh, you can also see somebody like a sex therapist, for example, who could ask you all the right questions to uh, at least try and provide a diagnosis. Like, is the pain just upon entry? Is the pain deeper inside? Uh, th- that would make a difference in terms of what the diagnosis is and what the treatment options. Uh, would be so there's no reason to live with uh, pain with uh, with sex sexuality should not be painful if it is then obviously there's a problem and it needs to be looked at so having a full assessment done a, a psychosexual assessment is important having an assessment done by your gynecologist that's also important then i would refer to a pelvic floor physiotherapist so as a therapist myself like as a you know as a psychologist and psychotherapist and and when i work with people who have pain i often work together with a pelvic floor physiotherapist who can actually do the work inside so uh, that she would work with you you'd be naked and well bottom you know you'd be like like at a gynecologist's office but she would be working your insides with you and uh, helping you uh, work through the pain and figuring it out and even even can offer good diagnoses as well so you might want to even You could even bypass the gynecologist's... Well, no, you really should at least have one checkup with a gynecologist, but oftentimes the gynos will refer you to the pelvic floor specialist because they have more time to spend with you. They will spend an hour with you, whereas a gynecologist can't do that. So uh, there's plenty of uh, pelvic floor uh, um, uh, physiotherapists around now because it's gaining more in popularity in terms of this uh, subspecialty of physiotherapy. So that would be some place that I would absolutely refer. If you are my patient, that's where I would send you uh, so that we can do that work because I personally don't I don't do any of the physical stuff. For me, it's all through the talking, right? Uh, and and possibly giving you exercises and things like that. So um, so those are some uh, some options. And here we go. Another question that's the same as that we get practically every night. I would like to know if you can treat premature ejaculation. Also, is it a permanent treatment? So you treating premature ejaculation is all about t- retraining the penis in a way, right? So um, it's about learning the sensations, so focusing on the sensations, focusing on the point of no return, meaning that point where it, we call it the point of inevitability, of ejaculate, ejaculatory inevitability, when there's nothing you can do to stop it, it's just going to happen. The problem is is that premature ejaculators are often not aware of what's going on. They've often, they think that they need to distract themselves to be able to prolong uh, their orgasms, but actually that does the opposite effect. You have to really focus so that you get to understand where that point is for you and that you basically stop and, and resume, stop and resume stimulation. Uh, and you stop always before that point of no return. And then you extend the time at with each, uh, each practice session. So it does take practice. It does take patience. Uh, you can do this on your own, at first, and then you can actually have your partner uh, help you out and do it as well. And you can do it with different forms of stimulation. So you would start off with with self-stimulation with a dry hand. Then you move on to a lubricated hand. Then you go to your partner. Your partner can do it with their hand and a lubricated hand. Then you move on to Oral sex, where your partner performs oral sex, and you do the stop and start uh, with that, and then you move on to um, to intercourse. If all that fails, uh, then there are uh, there is a medication. There's medication you can take. It's not specific for premature ejaculation, but you can speak to your doctor about it. And basically, it's. Um, it's a low dose, uh, antidepressant that is used. It's the we induce the side effect of delaying ejaculation, which is what happens when people take it for depression, uh, and that's something that could be looked at. But I always prefer to go with the non medical stuff before uh, try out that stuff before you get to uh, have to take a medication on a on a daily uh, on a daily basis. So coming up, our millennial panel discusses the. Okay, Boomer, uh, this meme that's gone viral, we'll, uh, we'll discuss that with our gang.
1: Scott, <laughs> yo, yo, why can't I, why can't I swipe on this book here, yo, yo, what, what's happening? Yo, why, why, why this book got no apps?
0: From why the pleasure no and the politics <laughs> Yo, to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Jeez, there's even already a song about this. Very popular meme, went viral. Uh, everybody's talking about it I just found I was at dinner with girlfriends uh, and somebody mentioned it and the whole phrase is okay boomer apparently okay, boomer. a phrase <laughs> that's very popular among Millennials whoa so let's talk about this a little bit and who best to talk about this but Millennials who are in <laughs> studio with me this is one of my favorite nights where I get the uh, the young blood in here and we get to find out. Uh, what they uh, what they think about, and of course, you have if you have questions for them or situations, or you want to get their perspective, then do text us at 514-800 four eight hundred. We're also live on Facebook, so if you go to my page, Doctor Lori Betito, uh, B E T I T O, you will uh, see the feed and you can interact with us and and meet some of our guests uh, in between segments as well. Joining us in studio, Nikosi Fanor, who is a digital marketer and editor in chief of Montreal. Montreal ghost style, uh, got style, Montreal got style. He's 29, just uh, came out of a relationship, so. Fresh, uh, fresh yeah. out. Fresh out. <laughs> and, fresh out. Uh, Shireen Giahi. Uh, did I, spell it, did I yeah. pronounce it right? Giahi. She's a creative director and the owner of Shireen Giahi Events. She specializes in luxury weddings, and she's 27 and very single, <laughs> as she says. Um, <laughs> Amanda Vincelli. She's an engineer and change manager. She's 30 in a five year relationship. So we have the range here. Wonderful to have you all on here. Uh, so have you heard about this uh, okay boomer n- meme? Okay like boomer. Until today no. Yeah.
1: I have not. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow, I'm I'm like the boomer who's heard about this. I You're guess the millennial
2: boomer. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I
0: think it's because the reaction has been very interesting from uh, from media outlets. It's like almost as if Baby boomers are insulted. Like they they feel like it's a very ageist phrase and they're up in arms and they're getting pissed at this and but isn't it a
3: baby boomer thing to be
0: insulted all the time shut up Shut up! it's very dismissive
2: it's very dismissive as
0: a it is isn't it It, Mm it's so you i'm not wrong right it's dismissive so Mm -hmm. apparently many baby boomers are finding this uh deeply uh offensive uh i'm not like i'm not uh, offended by it at all considering that the term millennial has also been used in a derogatory way, right? Yes. So how do you, like, what's your perspective on that in terms of as a millennial, have you found that baby boomers look at you in a certain way, or maybe your own parents, or maybe them giving you advice that you're like, okay, boomer, like, you know, even sex advice, like, be careful about this and, don't forget oh your don't forget your birth control. Don't forget your protection. <laughs> don't forget your protection. And you're like Gross, don't say that. <laughs> you don't want to hear that from me. No, you. not from my parents. <laughs> no. Hey, who better to give you, you know, good no, I know. protection advice? Well they've right? lived,
2: right?
3: And thank you. Okay. <laughs> things have also changed since then. But you things know? are also
2: different now. Yes. Than they were before.
3: Yeah. Okay.
0: Granted, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean we can't offer some wisdom. So, no. like, You're how, right. how, how do you that? think millennials are perceived, in fact, by people of my generation?
1: I think, it de- think? I think it depends. It's always about the approach, I believe. Like, every time I come across someone who's older than me, I always try to treat them with respect. I show them that I'm mature enough to have a conversation and everything. But sometimes, you know, people like to kind of sun you a little bit. They try to tell you, like, okay, this is what you should do, and it's my way or no way sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. this is how I feel. But when you treat them with respect, you tell them, like, listen, I'm, I'm taking this into consideration, but that doesn't mean I might apply it right away. I think they can respect that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I really think strange? that we're we're viewed as privileged and lazy. And I think, and like I, yeah, it's like, and eating uh, too much avocado toast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and our four dollars Starbucks coffee. And, mm-hmm. You know, so well. I
0: think it's true that we uh, there is definitely the attach like. Certain negative things are attached to being a millennial. You know, we
2: generalization. Yes, too. generalize yeah. like
0: an entitled the entitled generation, for yeah. example. Uh, Self centered is another word that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I've heard people. I'm not saying that's what I believe. <laughs> what, by the just, way, what's this generation I, she's looking after at us? us. Like- <laughs> To, uh, I think it's the generation. Is it Generation it's X, Z, X, or, X or Z? Or uh, I, I don't even know. I think know. it's X. No. Somebody tell us. Uh, no, Generation Z. I think Z well, you've knows. been accused of having uh, uh, the Peter Pan syndrome, never wanting to grow up. Yeah. Um, you know things like that. So uh, those are kind of negative, uh, negative things that mm-hmm. you guys have to, I guess, uh, overcome.
3: Yeah. Or try to show that we're not like that i think there was actually a study that showed that corporations were learning to adapt to millennials as a way the opposite way opposite mm-hmm. um way around just because you know we we're we entered the workforce and they need to adapt to our ways <laughs> and what is your way <laughs> i think we're we're just like you know more about them working smart yeah and te- not working of, hard exact, and
2: technology yeah to help us
0: I like what you just said. Working, working smart, smart. instead of working hard. And do you think because I come from a generation of working hard, you guys valued that
3: type yeah. of work right. a lot more?
0: And, right. And so maybe that's why the the older generations look at you son. as lazy. Or like yeah. they say that that that's lazy exactly. because you're sitting on your couch doing your. You know, <laughs> doing yeah. your work on your computer and like <laughs> everybody's anywhere? working remotely yeah. before from anywhere. By hand, no,
2: but before yeah. it was by hand on paper. Well, before you we bloody hell went
0: to work for <laughs> eight hours, ten hours a day, yeah. and came home. You know, yeah. it was uh, so. It's a whole other way of of being. So I actually really like that. Yeah, work smart instead of. Uh, work hard. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, if, when it comes to sexuality, do you think your generation is different from older generations? What do you think? Shireen, what are you thinking?
3: Um, I mean, like I'm thinking love is love and like sex has always been sex, you know? So (laughs) there was also a lot of studies that have come
2: out saying that we've been, we've had, we as a generation have been, are having less sex
0: than and why previous. do you think that is? that is? You're right. There have been studies that show that your gen- millennials are, in fact, having less sex. Part of it is because they're also getting married later if they marry yeah, at exactly. all. And we know that uh, people who are in relationships and married tend to have more sex, yeah. just uh, period. And
2: before so. you met people when you were younger and it was like your entourage and you you know, you know, got married young to who you knew. Yeah. Now it's like if you can meet people like a lot more places and again social media comes to play and dating apps and there's less
3: pressure to get married there's also like like less monogamous relationships yeah Um, we're
0: gonna actually talk about that in terms of the beliefs uh in terms of uh, of monogamy but I, i find it interesting in terms of having Less sex. Um, I, I'm not sure. Nicosi, what do you think? Do you think you're having less sex?
1: <laughs> me, definitely, <laughs> for sure. Like, I'm a little bit, like, more busy these days, especially. Mm-hmm. But I, me, personally, I feel like my generation has kind of lost touch with, like, intimacy and romance at all. Mm. Yeah, I think so.
0: Lost touch with mm. romance. Uh, okay. Oh. And, well, the intimacy, it, are you saying it because uh, there's more... So there may be less sex, but more sex with less strings if yeah. we will
2: or yeah. More right? yeah more sex with more people or having sex with more people for yeah yeah people, people
1: are having sex with like more partners these days More for partners. Sure.
0: so you'd have more partners but mm-hmm. you doesn't mean you'd have more sex like no. more frequency
1: yeah. but, but also you were saying
0: partners. like being rushed into
2: things and yeah it's like there's no there's no taking time there's no courting it's just
1: that's what i'm saying you
2: know you meet a yeah, uh, dating Tinder. app uh that's well,
1: what yeah exactly i was on a date one time and like the girl in literally in front of me texted me i was like what's what? going on yeah <laughs> i was like what's going She's on texting you while you're while i'm in front of her <laughs> so i was like like what are you what were you up to like i uh-huh. don't understand you know so I, I was like okay maybe i'm like i'm too old school now like i, I don't get it i can't i can't flow with the <laughs> okay, <wig."> boomer. Yeah. <laughs> okay boomer yeah right. good one
2: i don't want to date okay, you okay. you're just
0: yeah old school um, well, maybe you're an old soul. I you're young so. to be an old soul, but so. but you you might be. But I th- but you said the word courting. Where's is courting even a word in your generation? Did, like no. you know what it means. Does anybody else know what it means? Yeah, it's From my parents. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, from God. your your parents have said it to yeah, you. Yeah. You see, but, but like
2: dating. Yeah, it goes. Through, but courting is just. I feel it's the illusion of longer. It's time. still exists.
3: really does it really yeah have you been courted (laughs) I have but it just it depends on like people are really on their own purpose and their own mission so it depends Mm -hmm. on what phase in life they're like they're in like before it was okay I have to like part of the purpose was getting married and having kids you know like in the boomer generation Mm -hmm. but now it's like okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that while I do this and that I might be on these apps and like Once I get to that stage. Yeah, but But that's not courting. No, but I'm saying, but once I get to a stage Mm -hmm. where I'm ready, like, you know, to commit, I'm like, I court. You know, okay, you or cord? get courted, you you cord yeah. or you get courted. Let's see if you
0: really know what that means. Uh, <laughs> I know you know what "work smarter, not harder" means, but that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Our millennial panel in studio: Nakosi Fanor, Shireen Giahi, and Amanda Vincelli, in studio with us. Coming up: Are millennials more comfortable with consensual? non-monogamy let's uh let's find out the studies certainly point to that uh so we'll ask them what they think about open relationships passion with dr Lori Betito okay, on okay. cjad 800 okay, boomer, okay, boomer, okay. come on millennials okay, boomer, you haven't boomer, heard about Okay, okay boomer. boomer? They're like, look at all these songs. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Aaron knows about it. <laughs> boomer. Okay. Okay, boomer. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay, boomer. I, boomers are going to hate this phrase. They're going to hate it. Uh, that's like the hand you know like you know that somebody gives you the hand it's stop funny. Millennials in studio with us tonight we have Enkosi Fanord, Shireen Giahi, and Amanda Vincelli in studio Enkosi's 29, Shireen is 27 Amanda is 30, uh, some single some in relationships, none married, surprise you're not getting married, these millennials, anytime soon, <laughs> which I think is quite uh, it's interesting. I mean, that's what the studies are showing as well. The studies are also showing that one in five people report having been in a sexually open relationships and that young adults are uh, were far more experienced with open relationships than uh, older adults. So your generation seems to have a much bigger openness to consensual non-monogamy so that's the the topic up uh, up for grabs now but I want to just share a couple of texts Uh, I love your show I noticed that millennials and your guests say like a lot just an observation (laughs) (laughs) I noticed that in my own kids who are millennials as well why it's true have you ever yeah it's a filler
3: word yeah for sure So
0: you noticed that too? (laughs) Whatever. Uh, This text writes, the younger generation today is far less street smart than boomers. What boomers learned as late teens, younger generation learned same thing in their 20s. I gave the sex talk three times to teens. I got, if this is about sex, I know it all already. My response was, no, you don't. But in 30 minutes, you will. Even many well-educated young people in their 20s today are not very street smart the way baby boomers were at the same age. That's true.
2: I agree. You feel like that? Definitely.
0: What's missing for you guys, you think?
2: I feel like the struggle was missing. Mm -hmm. Oh. We had no struggle. Well, I had no struggle. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, Hmm. you know, you went to school, you had your activities, you had your friends, you had Mm -hmm. your family. I mean, for my parents who had immigrant parents, there was the language barrier. There was the the money well money
0: issue right the upward there was mobility but they it like you might have started at the bottom and worked your way up and
2: one income house Mm -hmm. because like my grandmother stayed home so both grandmothers stayed home and um so there's you know there's the struggle and it's the not having two cars three cars household four man we had five cars growing up (laughs) like in a household that's crazy and my parents. You know, and my- now you
0: wonder why we call you the entitled generation? Really? <laughs> so, we really. No struggle. And
2: so, like, you know, when you have to deploy with, a, you know, a skateboard, a, a, a bike, and rollerblades, and, and your feet on your own feet. How about your own
0: feet? It's yeah, just, uh, that's what everything. it was, yeah, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Anything to add to that, Shireen? <laughs> no, she's No, right. no, struggle. <laughs> you're right. Also, feeling like you didn't get get to struggle. And Kosi, what about you?
1: No, she's right. My auntie's first job, she was like 12 years old. And to me, like it was like total nonsense. And for her, it was just like the normal normal. Thing to do. My
0: first job was at fourteen. I, I started work at 14 and it never stopped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, me too. 14. We, uh, no, 12 was delivering newspapers, which do you what know what a newspaper is? Okay, yeah. Uh, I was just checking. <laughs> okay, boomer. <but we're... laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That phrase will come not, up a lot. i are eh? not that young. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But we used to deliver the newspaper mm-hmm. uh, when we were 12. We were allowed to do that. And then from that point on, yeah, we would babysitting and then working and working and working. And that's just the the philosophy. And now I find the younger generation is looking for the top jobs. Like, they're not working their way. You know, they're looking for... I guess they are trying to find the smarter way to make the money, I suppose. Well, if you have the
2: skills, like the technology skills, sometimes you can skip ahead. You don't have to learn it because if you already know it, then you can move up. Or you don't even have to do the learning of it. You just... You end up right there.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. So I want to talk about uh, consensual uh, non-monogamy in your circles as millennials. Do you know a lot of people who are in relationships with no strings, where or they're in relationships but they they have outside relationships. They're in open they're in open relationships. Like, what are your thoughts on consensual non-monogamous relationships? Who wants to go?
3: they're all looking at each other who wants to attack this first I I like I don't have anyone in my surroundings that um like is in a relationship like that but everyone in my surrounding is pretty I wouldn't say open-minded to it Mm -hmm. but it's not like a oh my goodness yeah oh my goodness Mm -hmm. yeah mine's total opposite
2: like in my group I don't think anybody would even fathom the idea of being in an open. I don't know. they've all been together with their boyfriends really long. Three are married, or two are married, one's
0: engaged. Okay. So, it's so good. There's
2: so yeah, do you for
3: know? life. <laughs> Sometimes you like people openly tell you. Oh, yeah. That's, That's true. true. There it's true. you go. It's That's true, true.
2: true too. But then again, if you're in so an open true. relationship, you should be able to say it. Mm. Except.
0: Yes, but because. there's still maybe there's less of a stigma in yeah. your age group, but uh, yeah. lots of people are in open relationships, but don't say anything. Like there are swingers, there are all kinds true. of things, and your yeah. neighbor could be a swinger, and you wouldn't and you would you know. know it. That's they true. don't advertise it. They don't put it wear a sign. No, so right. True. So what about you? Uh, of- me
1: personally, in my circle, like I've never really seen it, but at one point of time, like I had a friend of mine who had a girlfriend, and I, I kind of felt like that's what what they were on. But I couldn't prove it. But it, it was just like a certain way she talked to me about it. She was trying to get to the subject, but I feel like it's still like a taboo in mm-hmm. my surrounding personally.
0: So still a taboo, even though you think it might still be going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least the studies do show. Well, one in five people of all ages, uh, if we just take the whole population as a as a group, um, one in five people report having at least been in one sexually open. Relationship, so an actual relationship where they were able to have other, mm. other sexual partners. So, it could
2: be later on too, or when could you're be. younger, yeah, and you're not super committed.
0: Yep. Although Depending. these are usually like you know, monot- like yeah. committed relationships, mm-hmm. but who decide to to do a little bit on the other side. So <laughs> on, one the other before, side. on the other <laughs> side, <laughs> like yeah, <I> <laughs> on the outside, a little, <laughs> little bit of fun on the side. Uh, let's talk about this too, because this, this has come up dating someone who has no social media. Is that a, a, a good thing or a bad thing? If you're dating someone who has no Instagram, who has no Facebook, who has no, no social media presence at all. I'm bringing this up because, um, talking to somebody who Felt uncomfortable not being able to research who they were going out with. So mm. let's say they met them on an app, and then they wanted to be able to find them and see and are they, they legit, it. right? Mm. It did what does this person do? Do they do they seem creepy? Do they have a normal normal pictures on Instagram and things like that? And when they couldn't find anything, that creeped them out. So I'm just wondering how you felt about people who had no uh, no media, no social media exposure.
2: I could talk from experience. Yes,
0: go, Amanda. Because
2: uh, my ex didn't have any social media nothing. at all, nothing, okay. zero, zero, uh, which I kind of liked because I didn't have the drama in my relationship of like, did you like this picture? Did you, why did you, you know, comment on this, per- you know, whatever. Um, but now the relationship I'm in now, he doesn't have Instagram and he only has like um, Facebook chat. So not even Facebook. <laughs> oh, no but profile it's, anyway. But, it's, but for me, it's challenging because it's like I want to forward him an invite to, um, something, to an and event you and I can't. So I'll have to like screenshot it and send oh, it. Oh, poor thing. Or You'll if- have to call him <laughs> and exactly. talk to him in person. Exactly. Uh,
0: how do you feel, folks, <laughs> if you were dating somebody who had zero social media uh, presence at all,
2: people
3: try put us to death. Talking about my, my generation. generation. Just because we get around. Talking about my generation. Please
2: this is passion on CJD
0: 800. Our millennial panel. My generation. My generation. Their generation. Talking about social media, is it weird? Weird if somebody has no presence on social media. I don't think it's weird as a as a, a baby boomer. Plenty don't, but plenty do. Uh, but what about when you are a millennial and it's all about social media and you grew up with social media? Is it is it weird? Do you do you find it creepy or, do, or is it refreshing? Because I've heard it from one young person who said, "Oh." I met a guy no social media. It was the most refreshing thing. I I, I love that he wasn't on social media. And then I've heard from others. Ooh, I'm staying away because he's it's a creep. it's it's creeping me out, right? <laughs> so this is where I want to hear from. And Kosi Fanord he's a digital marketer and editor in chief. 29 just came out of a relationship. Shireen Giahe is a uh, the creative director and owner of Shireen Giahe Events, and uh, who is 27 and very single. She wanted me to say that. And Amanda Vincelli. <laughs> <laughs> who is a, a an engineer and change manager? She's actually working on the REM project. How cool is that? She's thirty and in a five year uh, relationship. So, uh, um, um, Shireen, you were talking about off air and on our Facebook Live, which you can watch by the way and interact with us as
3: well. Uh, you were saying that that would be really creepy for you. So, yeah, for me, it's I, I. It turns me on when a guy's on social media but not very active, like not active at all. But he's on social media. <laughs> but if he's
1: if now i can't know, even google how
3: to, it how to turn on <laughs> yeah. but if i can't even google him like if he's not even on LinkedIn, you just want him to be like, that like is searchable but yes! you don't want him to like, yeah. <laughs> <I> want <laughs> to like anything i want you to be the, Google-able. like nobody's picture yeah, no like not active like you know like he's on like you can google him like he exists he's on a sketch yeah, but you don't ball. want him to be actively liking other girls pictures but- no, like <laughs> he's not actively spending a lot of time on social right. media. Okay. Right,
2: but he's not I'd posting appreciate. five times yeah, a day. You don't want to be bogged that. down with the actual like yeah. him on social media. Exactly. Okay.
3: like I appreciate that. But if I can't Google, if he's not even on LinkedIn, like if you it's cannot, weird. so basically, bottom line, if you
0: can't Google him, you're not going to date him. Yeah, that scares me. It's like a red alarm. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about that, in Uh
1: For me, it would be refreshing to find someone who's not on social media. Since it's a big part of my career, I, I kind of, like, I don't really dig the whole uh, stamping everything, taking pictures for every moment and stuff Being like that. Being on all the time. Being on all the time. And also, because of what I do, I have to be out and about a lot. I go to events. I meet a lot of people. And sometimes I had a lot of issues with that. Because, you know, I meet women. And I'm always, like, the type of guy who keep it professional. But... I had to justify myself a bunch of times with like the ladies I was with sometimes mm-hmm. because they see me with different people, successful people or women that are attractive and it becomes a problem. So to me, if she's not on social media and she doesn't really pay attention to that at all, it's also refreshing because like I meet a lot of influencers as well and mm-hmm. those people, like social media for them is like everything. So
0: this way, they wouldn't be able to find, like to see what you're up to, meaning like in other words, <laughs> no, in I'm other not. words, it would you're in because your you're so busy, <laughs> yeah. she's going to be excluded from that world of yours
1: yes but at the same time it would also allow me to like log off of that world too because like you know we'll have like real conversations about real stuff instead of what's going on on my timeline or whatsoever
0: that that makes sense what about you Amanda
2: (laughs) I don't know you guys okay I get that it's refreshing and I get that you want to be able to I I get it I get it for like the being you know single in your 20s and you want to be able to search for the guy seeing that he exists You know, but I mean, if you don't want, you want them to have it, but not be active. You want them to not have it so that they don't see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. To me, it's like,
0: so I don't know how to explain it. Well, something came up uh, during, uh, during the, the commercial break where we were talking off air about the, the impact of that. So if you're with a partner and you, they're checking your social media, right? So they're checking who you're liking, who you're following has that be ever been a problem where somebody says to you like, "Why did you like that woman's picture, or why are you following that particular woman?" And Kosi, that you're it, shaking it, your head, it, 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 it happened to yes. me a
1: few times for sure.
0: And for so, sure. what like what's the response? Like how how did it get? How did it become problematic? Is what i want to know.
1: Sometimes I get out of it with a simple like, "Oh, I like the outfit." You know, like I, I'm really careful. You're about not, to like so it's not you her want. breasts. Let's okay. say, <laughs> let's say I'm in a I'm in a relationship. I'm very careful about what I'm liking. I'm not. Oh, so you're you know, watching that, yourself. I'm watching myself, see, you're, but that's you're censored. Yeah. You censor yourself. It is what it is. You know, you know?
3: Instagram stopped uh, letting you yeah, see that. That's the thing. First of all, because it's just so unhealthy.
1: That was a blessing. That's for yeah. sure.
0: What yeah. when it stopped showing you boobs? No, <laughs> no likes. How many likes
2: are on a picture? No,
1: no. What are you liking? The insights and stuff like that. You can't
3: see anymore what your friends are liking liking yeah, when you used yeah, to yeah. be yeah. able to mm-hmm. oh instagram stopped that so mm, because of exactly the, the top but of the also, the, and also the liking too
2: you can't see
0: who, who liked f- it who and liked the number mm-hmm. you just only the person who posted the picture can, can see. see it yeah. so nobody else can see oh, well. anything oh, that, it was causing too helped. many relationship problems. It, it's yes.
1: gonna it's gonna you save see? a lot of couples that's for sure yeah.
0: Yeah. oh my it's amazing to me that it has reach that level now Mm. that it's it's actually breaking up relationships but on the other hand i've also heard from a few couples and i've who have been some of my clients where they've discovered through social media uh a double life that the person was cheating or that there was other things before it was email now it's social media facebook You should got to know where to look, I suppose. A
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, couple of texts here. I've zero presence. This is from a woman. Uh, so I would like to meet someone who's the same. I think it's a scourge on modern society. So there are some people who really want to push that out of their lives. I just think it's here to stay. We're just getting more and more. And then I want to uh, end it with a. Uh, Our poet, every night this guy sends me a poem about the show. I don't know. It's become the thing now. Uh, Boomers did not have cell phones. We were out much more. We did not shop online. We shopped at the store. Our parents taught us something important like the value of money and how to save for when it's not so sunny. What they don't know is how naughty we were in bed. We taught them about sex, but some things best left unsaid (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and a lot of people like imagine there was never there was not the word online never existed like there was so much that you know wasn't around but well this is has been an enlightening uh, conversation with you guys so let me just go around the table and Kosi, uh, where can people find you
1: uh on instagram it's going to be uh Munchaw got style and also Kosi creates k-o-s-i-c-r-e-a-t-e-s wonderful and on my website, uh, www.montrealgotstyle.com altogether.
0: I'll remember that Montreal got style. Yes, uh, Shireen Giayi. Where can people find you and maybe you know hire you to do
3: their wedding? <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram, um, either Shireen's Weddings or um, on my website, Um You can.
0: Yeah, find me all there. right. Wonderful. And Amanda, we can find you on the REM somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, Amanda underscore Vincelli. Wonderful. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much. Thanks to Paris mansori as well for uh, uh, keeping us live on Facebook and, and gathering and producing uh, all of our panels. Uh, thank you so much. Aaron Lakoff, our wonderful technical producer, thank you for finding all that great music. And can you play the OK Boomer liner one more time? I love that. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be like okay, hearing no. that. There you go. Okay, Boomer. Okay. Okay, uh, Boomer. No. <laughs> that happened like in Australia or something. Uh, thank you so much. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Betito, uh, DrLaurieBetito, D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E-B-E-T-I-T-O, uh, or through my website, DrLaurie.com, where if you missed the show, all the podcasts are up. So feel free to download them. Uh, and listen to them at uh, on your time and at your leisure. Coming up next here on CJD we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion.